We're talking now about what we need to do as a city, as a community, to help save downtown, not just here in Edmonton, but overall. Our guest has written an article for the Edmonton Journal, Working Together Save Canada's Downtowns. What does that really look like? We're getting into it right now with President and Chief Executive Officer of the Building Owners and Managers Association of Canada, Benjamin Scheinwald. Benjamin, thanks for making the time. Really appreciate it. Hey, Chelsea, thanks so much. Good to be here. In your article, you sort of run down a few of the issues that are plaguing not just Edmonton's downtown, but a lot of downtowns across the country. So can you sort of expand on what some of those key issues really are and really look like? Yeah, I mean, the issues are really many, many issues coming together in one, and they're so intertwined and so complex, and it's a really, really big pressing challenge, but that's all the more reason we need to jump into it. I think that what we're doing right now is we're sitting in a moment where post-COVID, people have not yet returned to the office in the way that many people had hoped, and that has created a bit of a vacuum around downtowns, big and small across the country, Edmonton and well beyond. And into that vacuum um, is coming other challenges and other opportunities. And those include things um, like transit and the transit reliability in certain cities, the housing crunch, poverty and homelessness, um, drug addiction and other social welfare issues and crime. And I could go on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And I think we're at a really, uh, really critical tipping point where downtowns, um, need to start having some more attention paid to them um, because they are the heart and soul and, frankly, the engine, to mix a metaphor, uh, of our communities across the country. I want you to expand on that a little bit because we know that downtowns uh, really can can fuel the city in such a big economic way. And you talk a little bit about Edmonton, all of the great things that we have going on in our downtown, the Arts District, the Winspear Centre included within that, Rogers Place, obviously, the Ice District, and the continued development plans for ice district we've got so much going on downtown and yet it feels like we are kind of running up against this wall of only being able to do so much because so much social disorder and so many issues that we've been dealing with as a city even well be before the pandemic continue to really plague us so why is downtown something so important to focus on yeah, sure. I think you're right. I think I agree with you. You know, I've been coming to Edmonton quite a bit this year because we have our national conference happening in partnership with Boma Edmonton uh, in about 10 days' time. By the way, it's sold out. So we, we have literally run out of space uh, to bring people into downtown Edmonton and super, super proud of that. Um, but I, I, I think that that sort of speaks to the duality going on here, that people really want to come downtown. We're bringing in hundreds and hundreds of people from across the country to show off Quite a spectacular downtown. I've, I've seen it repeatedly myself uh, with my colleague Lisa Baroldi and other uh, leaders in Edmonton, uh, as, as you've described it. And yet, um, there is uh, another side of downtown Edmonton um, that can be worrisome um, for for people. Um, you know, it's it's not unusual to take extra precaution um, when you're downtown to you know walk in pairs to be extra careful um, in the evenings uh, and so forth. And I've seen both of those sides. They're they're both there to have the vibrancy that we need to drive forward Edmonton, the region, the province, the country, and then add your cities from there, from Victoria to St. John's to, to Whitehorse. Um, we need to have people going to downtown as a magnet, as a magnet for commerce, as a magnet for business, as a magnet for shopping, as a magnet for culture, as a magnet for living. And right now, I, I fear that sometimes the magnetic pull can be in the other direction. So... 
So what do we do? Is there a clear is there a clear way forward? This is obviously a very layered and, and complicated problem. What do you suggest? Yeah. So, I mean, look, I think you're right. I, I think it's not the kind of thing where there's a single simple solution. I think it's a moment where government must come together and show leadership and invest funds in revitalizing downtown courts and in sustaining what we have right now. I think it's a time where business has to show leadership and say, not just for the good of our own enterprise, but for the sort of uh, extra, the positive externalities of our business, we need to make sure that our employees start returning to the workplace um, because it'll drive our business forward and it'll there'll be that, those positive spin-offs. And then civil society, organizations like mine, need to be creative, need to find funding, need to find partnerships um, to bring people downtown. There's no magic solution to this. We didn't get into this problem uh, or this challenge um, overnight, and we're not going to get into, get out of it you know, when, when morning comes. But through sustained, creative investments and, and an intentionality to make downtown the place of choice for as much as possible, we will create much more vibrant communities, much more resilient economies, and, and just frankly, better places to live. So does that include then buy-in from consumers and from citizens of the city or investors or a, a mix, a perfect mix of both? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's no stakeholder that's untouched by the importance of having a vibrant downtowns. The problem is that the upward spiral is very strong, and the downward spiral can be even stronger. So, it you know, if a, a negative experience at a downtown downtown core in Edmonton or elsewhere. Um, will linger in a way that a perfectly natural experience of buying a sweatshirt, buying a cup of coffee, uh, getting an Edmonton Oilers uh, swag at the, at the store uh, downtown, um, otherwise unremarkable, and you go about your day. So I, I really do think that we have to be um, uh, intentional and uh, ambitious um, in getting people downtown. Maybe it's new mixes of stores. Maybe it's um, bringing um, um, uh, festivals uh, downtown. Um, there's, a, there's a role here for tax abatements, for parking uh, policies. Um, conferences like ours, you know, bring in, you know, we bring in 500 people. That's a seven-figure impact in downtown. Mm-hmm. So tourism bureaus need to start bringing people downtown. Uh, it is an all-hands-on-deck moment, and Unfortunately, it's a complex problem that requires uh, time, money, and effort over the course of a fair bit of time. Uh, someone on the text line suggesting that what, what it sounds like you are insinuating is the idea of 15-minute cities and suggesting that we actually need to decentralize. Can you speak to that argument? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I know that there's this controversy around 15-minute cities. To be totally honest, I'm not that uh, familiar with some of the nuances of those arguments. Um, so I, I don't know that I'm terribly well qualified uh, to talk to that. I'd, I'd want to look into it more, to be honest, before I start, <laughs> uh, addressing it. But, I mean, like, there's nothing... I don't believe it's a zero-sum gain. I believe you can have a win-win. You can have vibrant communities like on, on White Avenue, which is, is not downtown. You can, uh, very, very impressive um, area for retail and, and culture and other stuff. And you can have a vibrant ice district at the same time. I don't think you need to pit this as you know country versus suburbs sure, versus yeah. core. Um, all those components come together to form a vibrant community. And there's no, absolutely positively no reason to think that every time downtown Edmonton, for example, is stronger somehow some other part of the region loses. No, no, no. Uh, Downtown Edmonton succeeds 
and the rest of the region succeeds too. You know, I think, and I don't know if this is just an Edmonton mindset, but I think there there tends to be this kind of this narrow focus that you begin to develop when it comes to the way that you look at your own community and sort of the self-deprecating nature of saying, uh, maybe looking at things in a negative way. And I think it's important to back up and remember that we're not really unique in what we're dealing with here in our downtown. Can you can you kind of compare the situation here in Edmonton to other cities across Canada? Because there's a big lift that needs to be done in a lot of major centers, is there not? Absolutely. And so let me say in, one, in the same breath, Edmonton is not special in this regard, and Edmonton is absolutely special in this regard. And what I mean by that is this is absolutely a challenge. I, I, I travel the country visiting with, with members of BOMA all the time. I'm going to be in, I think, a dozen different Canadian cities by the time the year is up, maybe more. This is a problem in St. John's, Newfoundland. This is a problem in Toronto, Ontario. Um, I was on vacation on Salt Spring Island last summer. It's a problem even in Ganges on Salt Spring Island, a little teeny speck of a town. So it is not like there is some um, um, special confluence of events happening in, in Edmonton. And yet, every city has commonalities to the challenge and every city has its own unique aspects of the challenge and i don't want to presume to be an expert on you know municipal uh, opportunities and challenges in edmonton sure. but there is going to be some aspect of the mix of uh of uh, of edmonton what make edmonton tick and what sometimes make that clock not tick on time uh, that will be different from winnipeg from halifax from montreal uh, from whitehorse benjamin thanks so much for making the time i uh, really appreciate it it's my sincere pleasure. It's a super important issue, and I'm really grateful to have a few minutes with you.